Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Jasmine Bone and I am a Pomozzi Creatives non-executive board member. Pomozzi Creatives hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth project and this series spends some time with some inspirational women who were nominated for the 2021 awards. today who was nominated in the health category. Um, Claire has created a business, a college and a new method of practice after experiencing personal health and emotional issues. She is blazing a trail for women's health. She wants to help educate us so that we can ask for the help that we need and most importantly take care of our own health and well-being. So Claire what have you learned about yourself in the past year? Well it's been an unusual year hasn't it? Oh, so <laughs> I think it's thrown all of us into a whole new way of being. And I know that for me, I got very caught up in rushing around. It was very Mm. easy to not say no to things and just be rushing around (laughs) all the time. And so what I've really learned about myself in this last year is how much I've enjoyed a quieter pace. Like Mm. work's been really busy, but a a slower pace. And the ability to say no more, because where we were only able to socialise with a certain amount of people, when we were allowed to socialise with people, <laughs> it, it meant really prioritising. Oh, yeah. And so I've really learned, actually, the people and the things that are important to me. Oh, no, that's definitely a good message to take away <laughs> from this year, actually. <laughs> um, so, building on from that, are there any luxuries that you've decided that you can sort of now live without after experiencing the Hasn't last couple of years? Hasn't it been interesting? <laughs> I mean, what I have learned is that I cannot live without going out for dinner. Like, I okay. really enjoy going out for dinner. <laughs> I've missed that so much. Um, but what I have definitely been able to walk away from is... I, I think I just used to shop because I'd go past a shop and see something. Okay. And not having that, I've really, again, it's about prioritisation. I've really yeah. learned how to prioritise what do I want to spend my money on? How okay. do I want to... And, and then it's really brought in for me a lot of the being less wasteful. Because yeah. I spent an awful lot of this last year selling things that I don't want. So now okay. I have this thought process of... Am I going to want to be selling this? Do I want to house this in my wardrobe or whatever <laughs> stuff, you know, wherever it's going to go? Am I really going to use it? And mm. then do I want to have to go through the process of getting rid of it in a few years? Um, okay. So, yeah, the luxury of just being less wasteful, I suppose. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you said that you really enjoy going out for dinner yes. and things. So if I could pay for your, po- your first post-lockdown meal out... And you could invite any three people you'd want to. Who would you want to and why? That's a, it's such a good question because my, my whole work revolves around food. My whole life revolves around <laughs> food. But my partner's always joking. Like he always sort of says, what are we having for dinner tomorrow? Because I always know. Really? Um, so, so I really had to think yeah, about this yeah, yeah. one. So I do actually have two answers. Okay, so, yeah, no, that's fine. We're having the <laughs> So my favourite restaurant was actually introduced to me by a very dear friend of mine. And it's in on the Isle of Wight. Okay. And it's in Colwell Bay, and the best way to get to it is by boat. And oh. you can pull up by boat, and you can see the needles, and then you moor up, and they bring out a little rib, and then you go in on the boat. It's just the most fantastic thing when the weather's great. It's like being in the south of France, oh, but you're on the Isle of Wight. And it's just the most gorgeous restaurant. Oh. But so I was thinking about that, so I would be with, you know, like definitely my work wife, definitely my partner, yeah. and my fabulous friend who has the yacht, which means that oh, I can get there. That, yeah. But I was supposed to be snowboarding this week. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So actually, where I would prefer <laughs> to be right now, if I could wave a magic wand, is somewhere up a mountain, eating oh. any kind of, you know, ski food. Yeah. Oh, that would be so <laughs> lovely. With my yeah. snowboarding crew. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. How long have you been snowboarding for? Uh, so I actually only took it up um, three, uh, four years ago. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. I decided at 40 it was time to take up something really dangerous. <laughs> oh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. I'm addicted. Oh, no. <laughs> I suppose it's worse things to be addicted to. Yeah, that is all. true. <laughs> um, so, who inspired you? Again, I really wrangled with this question. I... I know this is the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards, and... I really want to. I want to be very respectful when I answer this. <laughs> I actually have a bit of an issue with the word inspirational. Okay. Because and this is going to sound like such a first world problem, but it's a word that's used. I, I get told I'm, by a lot of people, I find you really inspirational. I find you really inspirational, and it's gorgeous. It's such a gorgeous compliment. Yeah. And I've started saying instead of finding me or anyone else inspirational. Find them aspirational. Oh, definitely. Because the problem yeah. is when we find someone inspirational, it's too easy to say, well, it's all right for them because they've got this many followers or it's yeah. okay for them because they've achieved this or, well, it's okay for them because they created this. Actually, when someone's aspirational, we learn lessons from them and we can embed them into yeah. our neural pathways and uplift ourselves. So, of course, there are people I find, you know, that inspire me, of course, you know, and some yeah. of the greats, Marianne Williamson, oh, Liz Gilbert, yeah. Brené Brown. But when I really thought about it, it's actually the people in my tribe who, my close personal friends, my partner, my daughter, who, who I want to be the best versions of themselves and they want me to be the best version of myself who encourage me to be braver with my boundaries, who encourage me to be braver oh. with, with the decisions that I'm yeah. making, to spread my, my wings, to be the, the biggest version of myself. Oh. They're actually the people that inspire me. Oh, no. I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there <laughs> about the difference between inspiration and aspiration, mm. because people are always like, but who inspires you? But I'm like, it's so many people. I take things from everyone exactly. around me. It's, sort of just makes me me and it doesn't seem right to say oh but you're more than this person exactly yeah exactly no, I definitely agree with you on that one um so what aspects of the last year do you hope to continue um i really hope that this quietened pace of life continues I think everyone yeah. I've spoken to all of my clients everyone I mean obviously there's been a lot of negatives to this past year oh, yeah. but almost everyone I've spoken to has said I've really enjoyed the quieter pace of life mm. and for me what that's meant is like I said I've, I've not been rushing around so much so yeah. actually I've been able to create more of a set routine um, it's less here, there, and everywhere, and and actually, my productivity has increased because it's based closer oh, to wow, home. Yeah. I have time; I can exercise. I have time where I'm preparing food. I'm able yeah. to think about obviously dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working, and I've really enjoyed being able to be that structured. Oh yeah, no, mm. that does sound sounds very nice. Yeah, I travel into the city to go mm. to college and things. And I've just really enjoyed having the extra two hours of my day that I'd normally spend travelling to and from. Um, it's just nice to have a bit of time afterwards just to reflect and stuff. So yeah, I definitely 
see where you're coming from. I think with so many of us were on this treadmill that we didn't realise that yeah. we were on, and it was that proper stop the world, I need to get off for a minute, and then the mm. world stopped, and everyone's gone, oh, like whilst we don't want the world to stop, actually there's real benefit to it. Yeah, no, it's definitely been good mm. for a lot of people, mm. I think, mm. yeah. You never realise what you're doing until someone takes it out from exactly. you. So. Exactly, Oh, So could you tell me more about the business you've created? Yes, I can. <laughs> So, yeah, I got really unwell in 2004 having my daughter. And truth be told, um, I mean, I was 28 then. And truth be told, I was not well in the run-up to it. I think it was standard, you know, IBS, migraines, weight fluctuations, just those kind of things. My diet was okay. I mean, I never thought it was an unhealthy diet, but now I know it wasn't great. And I had my daughter. It was an incredibly traumatic experience. We both nearly died, and it left me with... Um, post-traumatic stress disorder that actually wasn't diagnosed till she was seven but sort of straight in the aftermath it was postpartum psychosis depression and chronic fatigue and after a while obviously the depression got got better and as I started to recover but the fatigue never did and you know the trauma I had specialist work on but the fatigue never went away and I mean it was tiredness like I can't even describe and I basically started getting into diet and exercise to try and make myself feel better. And what happened was I discovered a therapy that I had never heard about. And okay. in true me style, rather than go and experience the therapy for my personal process, yeah. I then wanted to train in it because I thought it was the best thing ever. Okay. So I trained in it and then in 2008 I actually started my own business, Balance Wellness. And very quickly then started teaching um, for different colleges um, this amazing uh, therapy called kinesiology. But through this time, I was still really unwell. And um, my business partner joined me in 2010. We franchised the brand. We were mentoring other practitioners to get into business because one of the things that I have an issue with is that the alternative health industry can be a bit flaky and it doesn't have the professionalism that is required now. People are unwell and they need something that they can trust. So we started to create a team of very professional practitioners. But again, I was still struggling with my health using all the tools that I so deeply believed in. And it was actually only after um, I got really unwell again and I didn't realise that I was in, I hadn't been diagnosed yet, but I was in premature menopause uh, because of the trauma that I experienced having my daughter. And I'd been from doctor, you know, pillar to post with doctors yeah. and no one was able to help me. I mean, no one was able to have a chronic fatigue either because they didn't know it was menopause at that time. Yeah. I was way too young. Um, and through this process, I actually developed a new way of working. I started to understand more about hormones. Every time we put food in our mouth, we have a hormonal response. That hormone response is either going to make us well or it's going to make us unwell. And if we eat three times a day, that's 21 times a week, we can be working towards wellness or we're getting more ill. And I suddenly made these connections that hormones always felt a bit esoteric, yeah. you know, everything was like, oh, adrenal stress felt esoteric, yeah. um, periods and menopause yeah. all felt a bit, well, that's doctory stuff. <laughs> Actually, it's not. It's really basic, simple yeah. to understand um, the stuff. And I started to do some research and pull together. I actually had this realisation 
Uh, I'm, I'm flipping there. I had an amazing realisation that there was an interplay between three sets of hormones and I came home and excitedly said to my business partner, I've just had this realisation about something. <laughs> and she then did the research and she discovered that there is, it's known about medically, but nobody talks about it. So when we started to look into this and started to refine what we'd learned, we realised that we could actually create a new practitioner training. There is a global health crisis and practitioners are not geared up to be able to help. Now that health crisis isn't just physical, we have a mental health crisis as well. And again, practitioners, you know, there's counselling, counselling's great, but some people don't have... years to deal with their stuff they need practical techniques and tools so we went on to create two training accredited and insured training pathways um, for practitioners one in the physical realms where we're working on the the real issues that are happening in the world today so they can deal with anything that comes in because I remember someone coming in with autoimmune disease and I would be like I don't I have no idea what to do I'm not a doctor I can't work on the autoimmune I can't do anything and actually, there's loads that we can do, and it's oh, simple. Yeah. So we've now created training courses, a variety of training courses. So we launched the College of Functional Wellness last year. Oh wow! And so we are now out there teaching uh, everyone from foundation to full practitioner. So people who are just interested in health, nutrition, uh, emotions, yeah. basic courses, and full practitioner pathways. And obviously, we still have Balanced Wellness, where we are doing, we, we produce a lot of online products for yeah. people because, obviously, pandemic. We've been allowed to work, but we realised that our work needed a greater reach. So we've created a lot of online um, symptom assessors for people to be able to get to the root cause of their issues quickly. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. Honestly, <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Stephanie, I think you've definitely found a real niche in the market there, sort mm. of. People don't really like to think about the alternative health sector very much, but it definitely needs to be sort of at the forefront of what we're thinking. Particularly now, because the chronic conditions that we are seeing play out in society, so a lot of the chronic conditions, so like I'm talking about the autoimmune and and things like irritable bowel syndrome and and stuff like that, obviously in case of autoimmune, they need medical input, but stuff like irritable bowel syndrome, um, menopause even, the NHS don't have um, the tools for chronic disease. Mm -hmm. They have the tools for actual disease and emergency stuff. That's what they have the tools for. But they don't have for chronic fatigue, for, you know, like I said, IBS, for ongoing, we don't really know where your headaches are coming from. And those things, before they turn into an autoimmune disease are actually really, really, usually very basic. You know, you take your dog to a vet, so they yeah. ask, has it walked, has it drunk water, yeah. you know, and are you feeding, what, what are you feeding it? It's really basic, but we have lost sight of how, how simple it is to run the human body yeah. because we're so bogged down in how complex our lives are. Okay. And so stripping yeah. it back and bringing it back to basics, that's where the blueprint for health is. Yeah, that's so cool, honestly. <laughs> um, so if you wanted the listener to take one thing away from our conversation today, what would you want that to be? That actually we all have... We, it is now the time to have full self-responsibility for our health. Yeah. Because we can't... And this is actually what the pandemic has taught us. You know, yeah. There's all the fear around a virus, and of course people have died and that's awful... And we know that people that had underlying health conditions were more at risk and everyone else had mild to moderate symptoms. 
that comes down now. We have to change the blueprint now for how our bodies are coping so that we don't have the underlying health conditions. And when we start looking at health from the simple perspective, mm. when we understand what stress is and how that's causing our, our issues, when we understand that what we put in our mouth changes everything, and actually it's about going back to good old-fashioned values, not just green soups and all the stuff that you would assume is about yeah. healthy eating. We need to go back to old-fashioned principles. That's where we were well, uh, not now. <laughs> yeah. um, that's when we can actually make change. And also learning how to deal with our emotional um, issues because then we're not so in fear. Then we're able to understand that we are living on this planet alongside yeah. trillions of viruses that at any given moment could come up and be part of our yeah. experience. We can't live in fear of that. We have to learn how to deal with our fear, deal with our anxiety. And that is not just emotional, it's also physical. So I know that I will, I myself will want to find out more about you and your work because what you're doing is truly amazing. Um, so how can the listener also find out more about you and your work? Uh, I'm on all the usual channels, so yep. I have a website, clairesnowden-darling.com, um, and I'm on Facebook, Claire Snowden Darling, and Instagram, Claire Snowden Darling Official, Twitter, all of the <laughs> things, um, and also balancedwellness.co.uk for the symptom assessor and the online products. Oh, it's been so lovely talking to you today. Um, yeah, I Thank really... You. Really enjoyed getting to know you um, and your story. Oh, thank you so much for your time. Oh, 